Today's word was preached by Presbyter Tiago. May the Holy Spirit open up your eyes, ears, hearts and minds to receive God's word. God bless you. Hey church, how are you? Good stuff. All right. Um, now, for those who um, are visiting us, we, we are in the study of the book of Daniel, and we are in chapter 6. So we've been doing one chapter per week, and literally just taking the chapter, reading it through, commenting on it, and making the point to get to know the Lord within it. So very simple. Thank you, Berlin. Very simple thing, but very powerful. We believe in this church that we, with the Word of God, life changes. Everything changes. Children, family, your, yeah, your parenthood, your, your mission in life changes. And that's why you've got to know the Word of God. It's probably the most, um, um, the biggest problem the church has today. And I mean the church of Christ in the world. The church lacks knowledge of the Word of God. And that's a pity. That's a pity. Before we go into it, I want you to think about the role of the church in your life. Think about the role of the church um, in society. Not only in society, but more direct to your life as members of this small church. The church of Christ. What is the role of it in your life, in your family's life? Now, I'm going to show you a video which is uh, very disturbing. And I will encourage you to take your children away to the children's ministry. All right? Um, if not, um, you know, that's your, at your own risk, really. Uh, people online, I'm going to give you time to take your children out of the living room if you're watching us. Uh, and if you're watching the recorded version of this. Um, take your children out of the out of the living room. Don't let them watch what I'm gonna show you now. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this. And it's a different thing uh, in in terms of um, Sunday service because we are so used to something more um, conventional and you know and a, a pastor saying beautiful things to you and, and and making you feel good. This church is not this way. We are very down to earth and we know the Bible, we know the scriptures, and we really want to make sure that you know the role of the church in your life. We really want to make sure that you know the, the, the role of the church in your family. Okay? So there is a disturbing video that came out in Brazil this week. You probably already watched it. Uh, but I took the, 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 the chance to put subtitles on it and, in English. So that's a Portuguese video of someone. Uh, um, uh, dressed up as Elsa, the fr frozen character, and saying a few evil things um, and persuading the children to do very satanic things. Um, I put the, uh, the subtitle there in English so the English speakers could read it, but I guess uh, the, the, the Portuguese sound will be more 
impacted here to the children that actually can can listen to that. So I'm give, I'm, I'm kind of uh, giving you time, especially online, to take your children out of the way. Uh, and 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 if you do, that's your at your own risk to actually having to talk to to them later about it. And what I want to do here is to really put you on the spot as parents. This is a TikTok uh, um, uh, video that this guy is making and God knows who else are making those things here in New Zealand or in America or the excess that church should have uh, with that. It's a very evil video. Um, I don't know how the English speakers will receive that because of the subtitles, but you will be able to see the body language. You will be able to see the disturbing view that, that it is. And as church of Christ, it is the role of us as church to introduce this to you and to make you aware of it. Also, just take a moment to watch, just a few seconds. Oi, crianças, sou eu, a Elsa, e hoje ensinarei mais uma brincadeira divertida para vocês. Vamos aprender? Vamos precisar de uma vela e um lençol. Assim que você se enrolar no lençol, você vai pegar a velhinha e vai caminhar pela sua casa murmurando várias palavrinhas bem baixinho. E elas não precisam fazer muito sentido. E assim que alguém perguntar para você, por que você está fazendo isso? Você vai responder. A alma dessa criança agora pertence a mim. <risos> muito divertido. Oi, crianças. Sou eu, a Elsa. E hoje eu vou ensinar vocês a fazer uma arte muito bonita na casa de vocês. Vamos aprender? Para isso, vamos precisar de canetinha e molho de tomate. Com a canetinha, vocês vão desenhar várias estrelas como essa nas paredes da casa de vocês. Vocês puderam perceber que a pontinha está virada para baixo? E com o um molho de tomate, vocês vão contornar o desenho desse jeitinho aqui. E se alguém vier perguntar por que você fez isso, você vai responder. Alright, what do you think about that? You think your 13 years old is ready to watch that? That's what the law says about TikTok, that your 13 years old is allowed to watch there. So um, I'm not going to enter into the merit of this guy explaining himself, saying that, you know, uh, 13 years old and over uh, are, can watch that. And, and if you allow your child, which is... Um, below that, it's it's your fault, and so on. So it's very satanic because Satan wants to um, turn the blame to you as parents. And fair enough, it's your it's you, you are to blame if you allow your child to be unsupervised and watch those things and and be involved with social media to that level. Um, but this is our role as church in the world. We should be aware that your child is being taught in schools that they came from monkeys. That they came from, from um, uh, an accident, a cosmic accident. That is why our children's ministry, they have um, a very nice um, schedule of, of, of teachings throughout the year, um, emphasizing God the Creator, emphasizing the calling of men, Man is not out of chance. Man is not an accident. Man was created by God, the Creator. And he is um, called to be man in his house, to be father in his house, to be a man of God in the pulpit. So, that's the, you know, so we have the calling of man, the glory of God. You see, the, creator, the word says creation declares the glory of God. So when you see these beautiful mountains, when you see the, you know, the beautiful pine trees and everything there is in New Zealand, it's declaring that God is the creator. It's declaring that God is the glorious God who made it all. All those things are being 
diverted by, the, by schools, by science, by, well, secular science, not serious science. But it is the role, and I believe, as, 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 as leader of the church, to present this to you and, and really to make you aware of it. You know, there was just one case in Brazil that um, a very influential pastor put it up uh, and, and obviously the Abba Church in Brazil gave it to the, to the pastors. Pastor Jemerson gave it to us. And um, I just felt from God that was, I, I, sh I should uh, put this up there and really confronted you with that. All right, so that's if you have children and you, in, and you allow your children to have access to those things, be careful, okay? You know better what to do with your own child. It's your responsibility. It's not mine. But my role as church, our role as church is to um, show you the reality of things. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this chance, Lord, that we, we can come before you with boldness and with um, our authority in the name of Jesus to preach the gospel, Lord, in season and out of season, whether this is convenient to us or not. But we want to declare that Jesus Christ is king and Satan is defeated. We want to declare here as church that we are to your words, Lord. We are to your scriptures and we want to learn it. We want to hear from your spirit. Your word says that your spirit is the comforter. So comfort our hearts, Lord. Keep us in the peace that over uh, surpass all understanding. And uh, make us be more like Daniel. Make us be more like you, Lord. And um, that we may uh, find no fault in us. Um, because we are um, righteous men made by Jesus, not made by our own flesh, not made by our own strength, but by God, Lord. So keep us on chapter 6 tonight, with, uh, today, with our minds towards you, Lord. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right. So it's still going tonight, right? Still going tonight. 11 years of tonight, 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 tonight. All right. Okay, so you ready to uh, Daniel chapter 6? Now, last time we had Pastor Max bringing chapter 5. It was really good. The, the um, feedback I heard from the groups during the week was phenomenal. So if you don't know, you're visiting us. We, we will preach something here on Sunday. And throughout the week, that will be discussed in, one, in, in the life group. So we have different life groups around, as you saw in the Abba News. And you can continue to talk about the chapter. You continue to talk about what you've heard here and be able to ask questions. Do ask questions questions do put your uh, leader on the spot okay the leader is there to be the facilitator to help out so put them on the spot and ask them questions okay so Daniel chapter 6 uh, as you know uh, Daniel has a personal impact in our lives obviously uh, this is not only a Jewish thing this is not only in the Old Testament but it's definitely towards you Gentiles towards me Gentile and Gentiles, brothers and sisters, okay? Now, um, we do not have to worry about who wrote the book of Daniel because Jesus says himself that Daniel is a prophet. There's so many people that say, oh, no, this is just a historical book, and Daniel, uh, um, he's not a prophet, and so on, and so on, and so on. But Daniel has a very, very important role in the Scriptures. He's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, kind of a pointing to the New Testament. There is someone who has nothing bad to talk about, like just our brother said here, that there was no fault in him that, that could be found. Obviously, he was a sinner like you and me, but he plays a very important role to show that there is someone like uh, uh, Christ-like 
okay? And um, we are, in a way, review uh, going now uh, towards the end of the book. So chapter 6 is what it is to, uh, today. And um, we'll find out that this is pretty much the last chapter that you're going to hear uh, in the life of Daniel. Daniel is in the end of his life now. He's like around 80 years old and um, uh, more or less. And you will see that this, this um, uh, chapter 6 is really um, in, in the end of, of, of his career. And what we're going to listen uh, here later with Pastor Max and myself and maybe even Pastor James when he comes back um, they are things that happened throughout Babylonian Empire, which he ended last week with Pastor Max and Belshazzar, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, just being afraid of the hand and, and so on, and then the Persians taking it over. So we're going to have a review of that, okay, later. Uh, verse 10 to 12, I really don't know <laughs> the time. I don't know. I don't know where it fits, but... You know, uh, there's lots that happens, a, a, a lot happens before chapter 6. So chapter 6 is really the last uh, chapter uh, of the life of Daniel, really. So in a way of introduction for you to know where you are uh, and what you, we've done, especially visitors. Uh, in the first chapter, you know, Daniel separated himself. He said, I'm not going to eat this filthy um, uh, idol declared food and I, I want to preserve me and because of that they were him and his friends they are granted gifts by God so dreaming interpretation and so on and so on which leads you to chapter 2 which is the interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar uh, dreams so um, he, he, he dreamt something very um, interesting prophetic very relevant which we'll review in chapter 7 which is in a different way but it's the same meaning, okay? Then, in the end of chapter 2, Daniel is put up as the Ragmag, the prime minister or the head of the Magi, the red of the, the, uh, the astrologers or whatever you want to call it. You know, there's so many names there. But he's, in fact, the head of uh, those guys, those wise men. This is going to be important for today's lesson. Because chapter 6 is about Daniel, again, in a, in a different kingdom, in the end of his career, he's just loved by this new king, and he's going to be raised, you know, and he's going to be in the, in, in the top again. And um, there will be a lot to learn, and, and again, he will be the head, he will be the rag mag, the magi, the, red, the head magi of chapter uh, 6 in the Persian Empire, until he dies. Chapter 3 is the famous bow or burn. You know, remember the statue and the fire furnace? You know, they said, no, I'm not going to bow to any statue or any idols. Uh, we, you know, we bow only to God. And so, oh yeah, so you go into the fire furnace. And the fire furnace, obviously, as you know, they didn't burn. And there was one like the Son of God inside. There was one like uh, this angelic being, this God-like uh, character inside with the three boys. And they do not burn, which is... Unbelievable. Uh, and then chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar's pride. We see that he became this beast, eating grass because of his pride, because of his boasting. And uh, God ha gives him a lesson, right? And, um, and then obviously last week we saw, uh, we witnessed the fall of Babylon. There's something else that I want to add here in a way of review about the fall of Babylon so we can go into chapter 6. But that's what we discussed this past week in our life groups, and it was very, very powerful, okay? 
Uh, the fall of Babylon in chapter 5, guys, I really want to give you this so you can take it home, okay? This, you are supposed to be Bereans of the Word of God. So don't take this sermonette here that I'm going to give you as your main meal, okay? This is just an appetizer. You have to go back home. You have to do your homework. You have to read your Bible. You have to pray. You have to have your time with God, okay? The fall of Babylon, chapter 5, is in fact the doom of Babylon or not? Was Babylon destroyed or not? There's a lot that says about it. If you, I want you to read those verses, Isaiah 13 and 14, Jeremiah 50, 51, Revelation 17 and 18, as, as, as one thing, as one, one go. Okay, read them nonstop. You know, you may take half an hour to do it, but it's a quick one. You can even put on uh, Bible Gateway and, and listen to it. I've done this a few times. Li just listen to it. Put, put all those in line, and Bible Gateway will give you all, you know, uh, uh, straight up, and that will just, you know, um, have in your, in your our audio. Because we will, this, we will need this to understand prophecy. Pastor Max, he gave us chapter 5 as the fall of Babylon. Babylon was taken out of the picture, but it didn't, it didn't get destroyed. It was not demolished. It was not destroyed. It was not taken out of the way. And in fact, we will see that this new king will use Babylon as, as, as a headquarters. We will see the Alexander the Great in the future will use Babylon as well. And we will see the Saddam Hussein used Babylon as his headquarters. So Babylon was in fact not destroyed. So we do have prophecies to be fulfilled in terms of um, um, the Babylon being devastated, destroyed. Why is that important for us? Just for the fact God receives the glory that the wor His word will be fulfilled. Okay? Meant to that? This is your homework. Take a note. Take a picture. Watch this vi uh, video again. Okay? All right, so you are in the lion's den, the famous um, um, chapter. Um, and when I was just talking to Dora at home, you know, and when I see lion's den, Bella, you know, five years old, I know this one. So, 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 somewhere she, she knew that. Uh, I don't know if it was in school or what, but, um, but she knew of Daniel in the lion's den, probably from the children's ministry, of course. But anyways, so pick up from verse... Um, 30 in chapter 5 to give you a little bit of, uh, of um, context, okay? So Pastor Max read this last time and says, In the night uh, was on that, in that night was Belshazzar, the king of Chaldeans, killed, slain. And Darius the Median took the kingdom, being about 62 years old. So uh, this is how chapter 5 ends. They did not destroy Babylon. They just took over. <laughs> this guy was drunk, having a party. This weird hand, um, um, supernatural thing happens. Daniel comes in scene, says, look, many, many tackle Paris. You are done. Your, your kingdom has been weighted and you are, you know, you, you know, you, you, you're going to be killed. You're going to be finished and your kingdom will be taken over. So Darius the Mede, I think there was a mistranslation from the uh, King's, King James here, I'm not sure, but it's medium is in Saudi Arabia. It's not in um, Iran. So I think it's Darius the Mede. 
okay, took the kingdom about three scores and two years old. That's the way of King James saying 62 years old. But it's important for you to know who is this guy, okay, who is Darius? Now, some people get mis, you know, misunderstanding about this is something I want to show you how the Bible has the answer for everything. Darius may be Cyrus, he may be somebody else, he may be um, some a region king, the Cyrus the Great, put him there, or really, you know, there's so many um, misunderstanding about the identity of this guy. Um, but you can clearly see what the Bible will tell you about this guy. Cyrus the Great and Darius the Mede, they were two kings that seems in the Bible seems to be an alliance, an allegiance. They come together to really take Babylonia out of the picture and they both rule the Persian Empire. Being him, some northern Iranian um, uh, authority, and Cyrus the Great, the great Iranian king, uh, or Persian king Cyrus, uh, which um, there's a lot to do with, uh, with the Bible. Secular history says that Daniel received Cyrus the Great in Babylon and showed the scroll of Isaiah saying, look, my God, cell phones. My God talked about you, spoke about you. That was 150 years or even 250 years before the fact. My God called you by name. He said you were going to free the Jews from captivity. So now here we're in the end of the Babylon exile. And here we witness Cyrus just freeing the people and letting the people go back to Jerusalem. So they were very impressed by it. And there... This is not biblical. This is historical, secular history. But um, we'll witness that um, those things are relevant for us to say, look, the Bible really is what it's saying. It is. So um, there is plenty of evidence um, that can show us that what we're going to read in chapter 6 really happened. Okay? So verse 1, it says here that he pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 100 and 20 princes which should be over the whole kingdom and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was the first that the princes might give account unto them and the king should have no damage then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm whoa so again here in the end of, the, of his life Daniel is the Ragmag again. He is the top head and he's uh, someone who is in charge of the situation. I want to sh show you something that 500 years in the future may have relevance to this, what we're going to read, what we're reading now about Daniel. Now, Daniel is the head of the Magi, the astrologers, the, uh, the Chaldeans, the, these guys that were wise men. We call them wise men. The, the word in, um, in the Latin is Magi. So, uh, Magi, okay? So, if you read in uh, Matthew 2, 1, verse 1 and 2, that will record you the, um, the visit of those uh, wise men to uh, visit the boy that was just born. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? 
for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When here the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. So the wise men came to, to them. Okay, so they, these guys here, they were the ragnag of the, of, of, of the time of this um, two years old Jesus Christ or this one year old Jesus Christ. So they were the in charge. So the, the Persian Empire has passed, but those, this lineage of wise men were still there. They came from the east to visit Jesus. They were the ones who bring presents. And then <laughs> there's so many traditions that I want to show you this and, 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 and really take this out of your head once and for all. I know it's not Christmas, but I want to take this out of your head once and for all, okay? Some people say that one of the, the, the guys were called ba Balthazar, Melchior, and Gaspar, okay? King of Arabia, King of Persia, King of... That's nonsense. That's tradition, okay? This is not what it is. You know, the Bible doesn't say there were three guys. The Bible says there were three gifts, okay? And those gifts, they are relevant. But that's something else. But these guys, you know, this 12 or 10 or, 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 or 50 uh, um, wise men, they were from this lineage, apparently, in circular history. They are from this lineage of the Ragmag, of the, of, of the chief of chapter 6 we're going to read. So there is... Probably, historically speaking, some sort of a lineage coming down from Daniel all 500 years in the future that made those guys know about this prophet of the king of the Jews that were gonna, was going to be born. So there's more than just uh, us reading Matthew and, and, and really visualize that. But there, there is actually prophecy in the row here. And there is actually fulfillment and God saying, look, that was me. I did that. Okay? So... What we're going to read here is solid evidence in reality, okay? It's not a, um, some stories, you know? And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Eight years old Daniel. He retired. Problems will start here. People will look at you. They will promote you because you have an excellent spirit. You speak well. You have good, thing, uh, good thoughts. And people will promote you. People will give you good statues in, uh, in, in, in society. This can happen with you. This will happen with you. But problems will start here because people, will, some people will look at you and will hate you because of Christ. That's in the Bible, right? Con continuing Daniel 6, verse 4. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion or fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error fault found in him. Then said this man, we shall not find any occasion against Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. <laughs> Satan is smart. He will try everything he can. He's like, there's nothing to do against this person. Let's try it. Let's try it a different way. That's why the Bible tells you to be watchful, and what? Prayerful. So you have to watch and you have to pray every day, every time. Stay aware. Ask for wisdom. Solomon, when he asked for wisdom, it was said that he asked for a great thing. And that's why he had riches and that's why he had the kingdom the way, the, the way he did. But be watchful. Ask for wisdom and, and pray about it. Okay? Because Satan will try everything. And we'll see here that those things will uh, come to... Um, to a row. Verse 6. 
Then these presidents and princes assembled together the king and said, Does unto king, King Darius, live forever? All the presidents of kingdom, governors and princes and counselors and captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute um, and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Such a cowards. Such a cowards. They just created a law just to get to Daniel. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign writing that it may not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which alters not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was, was a signet, uh, he went into his house and his window, his window being opened into the chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Very important verse. Very important verse because here's the decree created in the law of the Persians. This decree once it was made could not be reversed. Okay? Nothing, nor the king, nor anybody could change that decree. That's what law they had. It's crazy. But it happened. But Daniel here is towards Jerusalem, kneeling down on his knees and doing this three times a day. As he did a four time. Look at that. And something this guy does. And it's interesting because it's been 70 years and Jerusalem is destroyed. The temple is destroyed. There's no more temple. There's no more city. But not for Daniel. As far as Daniel is concerned, his spiritual Jerusalem was not destroyed. His temple was still there. Because he had God and he knew what he had to do on his Christian life. You know what to do on your Christian life. You know how to take the step forward. You know that. You know what to watch, what you can't watch. You know what to read, what you can't read. You know what to do. Daniel here, no matter if the temple was up or not, he took the step forward and he continued to do with decree or without decree. He was just bold enough to do that. Then what happens? These men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed the decree? That every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? Then the king answered and said, That thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. So I can imagine them creating the situation and just, Let's get him. Let's get him now. Satan will do this to you. He will try to do this. If you watch what you're not supposed to be watching, if you are saying things you're not supposed to be saying, Satan will be right around the corner watching you, waiting for you to make a mistake. That's how he does it. He's cunning. So there's a plot. The enemy will always try to create a plot. You know, I just finished a very good study on the book of Job. It's funny because what happens with Job, he doesn't know. We do, because we're reading verse, uh, chapter 1, and we know what's going on. Satan coming to, to God and saying, look, there is Job. He's just this way because you bless him. So take your hand off and he will curse you. So Job doesn't know that. Satan will try everything to 
take you out. He hates us. Verse 13. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that you have signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he, had, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored until the going down of the sun to deliver him. Now the king loved him. The king loved Daniel. The king recognized God in the life of Daniel. Even those who don't know your God can be touched through your life. You know that? People don't know your God. People don't know who you serve. But they can be touched by God looking at you and watching you and your conduct, your moral. Your moral is not yours. My moral is not mine. It's God's. Why do I... Um, Put this up today uh, about this, this crazy satanic man there. Because they're more is Satan's. The world may say, oh, no, that's okay, you know, that's fine, 13 years old, you know. You know, you could do that, you can watch it, you, 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 you're big enough. Jewish law would say that 13 years old is a man. They can open the scriptures and they can go to the synagogue and they can share with a 30-year-old and a 15-year-old. But... Is that our moral that we say, no, no, it's not. It's God's. So Daniel here is recognized and loved by the king because of who he is. And I'll tell you more. The king knows what Daniel has done over, over the years. People know what you have done over the years. People recognize how much you've served. People recognize how much you have loved, how much you have forgiven, how much you have said, don't worry. People love how much you put your life and your family in the line for Christ. People know that. People see that. This is what is happening here. This king knows who Daniel is. Verse 15, Then this man assembled unto the king and said unto the king, No, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is, that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. The king wanted to change something to take Daniel out of the line. And they just reminded the king, No, you can't do that. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the dens of lion. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thy servest continually, he will deliver you. What? What? This pagan king, Persian, from the very far east, recognizes that the God of Daniel will save, save him? What is he trying to say here? Now, knowing something will happen, belief isn't the same as faith. I want to bring this up to you. Now, I don't know if this king was converted. Like Nebuchadnezzar sounded in the end of chapter 4, I mean in the beginning of the chapter 4, when he writes the letter to the all nations to know that the king of the, or the, 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 the um, God of Daniel was, was in fact the God of gods and the king of kings, and, and it sounded converted. I don't know if this guy, Darius, is the same deal. But one thing I know, and I must tell you, that belief isn't the same as faith. And I want to show you that. Faith requires you to rely on, okay? I will give you a biblical explanation about this in a scenario, 
okay? Because it's, it's a problem for me. And, and if it's a problem for me, I want to make you a problem too, right? So if you ask what faith is, sure enough, you're going to bring Hebrews 11, chapter, uh, verse 1, into, um, into the spotlight. So what does that read? It reads, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is that? I don't know. I don't understand this verse. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I challenge you that you cannot understand this verse by itself. You need the rest of the chapter to understand what faith is. Because obviously, Paul will explain what faith is using... Excuse me, I said Paul. We don't know who wrote the book of Hebrew. That's just my... This is my, uh, <laughs> my intuition. I'm so sorry. Um, the writer will explain what faith is using the examples of the heroes of faith as he develops his thinking in chapter 11. And there's a problem when you just take a verse and just say, oh, this is what it is. The verse says that. Now, I want to take you to the biblical context of faith. Okay? Bear with me. Matthew 8, 5, 2, Eight. Look what it says. And when Jesus was entering into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, really asking for him, sorting out, and saying, Lord, my servant life at home sick of the, of the false sick, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Jesus was straightforward. Eh? The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. That is the context of faith, guys. What does Jesus say here? After that, he says that he's never seen faith like so, even in Jerusalem, even in Israel. Speak the word, Lord, and that shall be done. That is the context of faith, guys. To rely on something that God will say, it's enough for me. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that I can do it all the time. I'm just saying that this is the context of faith. You shall rely on the word of God, whether it's convenient for you or not. Whether this is good for me or not. Whether I believe or don't believe. Faith is to rely on. I will rely on what God is saying to me, and I will just let it go. That's what faith is. Going back to Daniel, verse 17, says, And the stone was brought and light upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of his lords. And the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel, then the king went to his palace and, 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 and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto Daniel, uh, unto the den of lions. Now, <laughs> the king really loved it in Daniel. He fasted for Daniel. He's, he lost sleep for Daniel. This is the king of Persia. Massive empires the world has never seen to, to date to that time. But he 
wakes up in the morning and runs to the den to find out the outcome. He probably thinks, okay, it's done. Verse 20 says, in, When he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? He was waiting for Daniel to answer. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before thee, O king, have I done no wrong. <laughs> so cool, man. Now he's angel. What do you think this is? Same guy. Probably. Probably the same guy that went to the fire and didn't let the three boys burn. His angel. Maybe he was even Christ there, you know. A theophany. Appearance of, of, of God in, in, in flesh there. Just, you know, protecting them. So this is what it is. That's why I chose this as our, our cover, you know, for our... Uh, uh, of this study because it's probably the most amazing uh, um, view of the life of Daniel. 80 years old Daniel <laughs> with a bunch of lions and, and, and hungry lions, we'll see. These lions were hungry, okay? They did not eat Daniel. They were probably pet, pet, petted by Daniel. Daniel was like, okay, lion, you know, yeah, stay cool there. It's just for a night, you know. You know, I'll just send you fresh meat later. <laughs> Verse 23 reads, Then was the king ex ex exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Hey, y'all. Faithful man. Faithful man, if you search out in the scriptures, the, uh, the most important attribute of a man of God is faithfulness. You will see more than one occasion, Paul, Timothy, Peter, here, Daniel, and so on. They were faithful men to do this or to do that. Faithful, okay? That was because that's why he didn't uh, get eaten by the lions. He was faithful. 24, and the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Like, there was nothing left of those guys and their family. Now I want to talk about something else. Vengeance. Okay? Now the Bible speaks of vengeance. Deuteronomy 32, 35. Listen to that. Vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time for, that, for the day of their calamity is at hand and the things to come hasten upon them. Obviously God here is, is speaking of um, uh, the enemies of, of Israel. But the Lord is just making it clear. Vengeance is mine, not yours. I will make it, not you. Get this one. 
Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. I'm going to go back to this. For it is written, vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. So just here the writer is just making reference to what we just read in Deuteronomy. He's quoting that. Oh, sorry, I made a mistake on the, on the um, ref biblical reference there. But give place unto wrath. Your wrath? Your vengeance? No. The writer is saying, look, give space to the wrath of God. Because your enemies, they will be defeated. Those who hate you, they have their days counted. Many, many tackle patterns. Right? Chapter 5. Do give space to the Lord act. Don't do that with your hands. You are to love one another as you love yourselves. We are to really just pray for our enemies, isn't it? Surely it's hard. I'm, I'm, I know, I know. You know, it's hard for everyone. But it is good for us to be reminded of those things. To be reminded of what the Bible speaks. So we can from here take action and rely on the Word of God. That's faith. Rely on what, the God, what our God said. So coming to an end here. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, languages that dwell in the earth, in all the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree. Something that can't be changed. That in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Before of the God of all nations of a church. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. Such a contrast here, guys. Such a contrast with um, um, Belshazzar and, and, and Darius. Remember Belshazzar? He knew of God. He knew of Daniel. He knew of his grandfather, what he had happened with him eating grass and, and becoming an animal. And, and miraculously, uh, things that happened in the fire furnace. Now, those stories in, within the realm was probably spoken and told to children. Now, this Belshazzar in chapter 5, Regent King, he knew of those things. Pastor Max made the point, say, he chose not to believe. He chose not. He missed an opportunity. Darius didn't. Darius just put himself, I witness all that. It is true. I can see that it is true. And I will declare it is true. So it's like uh, our Christianity. You know, believe is not enough, guys. The demons believe and they what? They tremble. So if you want to be saved, believe is not enough. Faith is to rely on, okay? Remember that. Darius here sound more convincing now in where he stands personally on his life. The way he reads this letter to the all nations, okay? Now he delivered and rescued and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth who have delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus, Cyrus the Persian. That is why I think there are two big names and two authorities 
you know, and there's no much, you don't need to spend hours searching in Google or whatever, you know, and, and different sources. There's two kings here, two different powers, and two very important names, Darius and Cyrus. There's the Bible is speaking of them, all right? And Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. So here on, we don't really know where it goes. Daniel died, no, I don't know how old, but um, there's some lessons, guys, that we got to learn from this, okay? About safety and persecution, okay? Now, talk about safety and persecution with Daniel. This guy, from, from his youth in chapter 1, he was persecuted and hated by the others uh, um, because who he was, because the God he served. Faithfulness in God, imagine. Who more faithful than Daniel himself? And with everything he, the way he performed, there's some, so much here that we can take this for ourselves. You know, inspiring faith of one consecrated. Imagine chapter one, he said, no, nah, I'm not going to eat what you eat, king. I'm not going to eat those things because those things are offered to idols. That's a big deal for a Christian and for a Jew. We should not eat those things. It's not good for us. Okay. Blessing of obeying God rather than man. Get this. We witness in chapter 3 those three boys being taken into the fire furnace because they did not obey Nebuchadnezzar and he didn't bow. He said, no, no, hold on. There's law and laws. I can do things that you create as a law, but as long as this law does not enter in conflict to the law of my God. There is a key here. Amen to that, Pastor, indeed. We have to obey our president. We have to obey our prime minister. We have to obey the laws. But when those laws, they cross, they, they, they cross over the laws of God, there is where you have to define obedience to God rather than to man. That's what happened to, to Daniel all his career. Reward of separation. When you separate yourself, God rewards you. And I'm not only, only talking about fasting or praying or preaching. I'm talking about anything. Um, Fabricio, when he came, came up here, he said, oh, we spent a week and a bit preparing for this. You know? Cool. There's a reward for that. You performed really well. You separated yourself to do this to God. Now, God is equal, and this is what I want to leave you with. God is equal to every emergency. You may be dying in bed, and you may be needing your money. Here, the last words of Daniel to Solomon the king, when his son was, you know, he was to take over, when Solomon was to take over the kingdom, uh, in his dying words, in 1 Chronicles 22, 13, he says that thou shalt prosper if thou takest heed. We will prosper, guys. Not only about money. Prosperity is not about money. It's not what I'm talking about. We will prosper in everything we do with our family, with our children, with our wives, with our husbands. If we take heed to what the Word of God says, if we take heed to those things that we've heard this morning. All right? Thou shalt prosper if thou takest heed. Don't forget this message. Don't forget the 
uh, lion's den and what happened to that king and what happened to uh, Daniel himself and um, use this chapter to reflect on the career Daniel had over the years okay this is a good time for you to look back in Daniel's life and see how he built up to, to be where he was amen so let's just stand up for a word of prayer next time chapter 7 the four beasts okay chapter uh, next next week is the 28th yeah okay so well Easter production will be the following one and we'll have chapter 7 Pastor Max um, will guide us through that okay so let's pray amen glorious father we thank you for this chance again to declare your word in a peaceful country in a place where we are not persecuted we are not hated we are not um, taken out of our building here in our in our online system thank you thank you so much for this message thank you so much for Daniel thank you we we can learn with it we can meditate on it we can go back and reflect to it Lord really uh, we need you Lord we are so you know failure we we, we're failing you. We, we have said things that we shouldn't be said. They shouldn't be said. We watch things that we, should not be watched. And um, we even think things sometimes that we should not be thinking, Lord. So please bring your anointing over us. Each and one of us, Lord, um, we just want to continue to proclaim your word. We want to continue to be free and healthy and, and really driven by the Spirit, not by our flesh. We want to be fed on the real deal, which, which is your word. Thank you. Thank you for this church, Lord. Thank you uh, for this temple that um, hosts our meetings together. Thank you for the te technology that can be um, taken to other people, Lord. And, and, and who, where, where it goes, we don't know. Where it's Europe or America or brazil or australia your word will continue to be preached throughout lord we we just want to be faithful men and women of god that will do according uh, to your scriptures just like daniel did lord we really want to be faithful servants so bless us lord guide us back home with your um wonderful grace and your mercy protecting our families our children lord and our homes really Prepare our hearts for the week to come and um, give us the way, the truth, and the life every day in Jesus' name, our King. Amen. Praise God, guys. Have a, have a wonderful day. Have a good barbecue. Enjoy your Sunday. Tomorrow's a tag anniversary. So um, for those who stay home, just don't stay home. Read your Bible, okay? God bless you. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for our next podcast. You can also check our Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube channel. The All Nations Abba Church wishes you a great week in the presence of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you all. See you next time.